Up and Running Podcast, where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running Podcast. This is episode number five. It's hard to believe that I'm already here at episode number five because it seems like the blink of an eye that it was the end of 2018 and I had this idea to start a podcast and really merge some passions I have around the sport of running and really great food. For those of you that are joining the show for the very first time, my background is that I've been in the sport of running for 28 years. I got my start in the sport running cross-country and track in high school, and then I had an opportunity to run cross-country and track at a Division I collegiate program, and that program was Cal State Fullerton. So go Titans! So... I want to talk today about the very important topic of shoe selection. Uh, There is no doubt that the most important aspect of running gear is running shoes. So I wanted to walk through some, some very first steps on how to go about making the best shoe selection possible for yourself. And this applies to definitely people who are new to the sport, And it also is a good refresher for people that have been in the sport for a long time, like myself. So when I started in the early days, back in high school with the sport, you know, I had no clue about what shoe I should be choosing or, you know, how my uh, foot was sort of striking the ground when I was running and that kind of thing. So that's what I wanted to address right now is, When you go out and you're making a shoe selection, it's really important to first start with sort of how your foot is striking the ground. And that's actually what the term is. It's called foot strike. Now, there's three types of foot strikes that every person has, whether you're a a runner for 28 years like myself or someone new to the sport. Your foot is striking the ground in one of these three ways. The very first foot strike that I want to talk about is the forefoot strike. And the forefoot strike is characterized by the runner placing the weight of impact on their toes and ball of the foot so that the heels rarely hit the ground between steps. And this actually is the kind of uh, kind of runner that I am. I'm a forefoot striker. The second kind of foot strike is the midfoot strike. And that's where a runner lands with the center of their foot when they hit the ground. The last type of foot strike is the rear foot strike. And this is the most common foot strike in runners. So in this foot strike, the foot hits the pavement with the back of the foot, so the heel. So like I mentioned before, I am a four-foot strike type of a runner. And the way that I know this is, well, I've been running for a really long time. So in preparation for this episode, you know, I went out and I checked myself against that. I, As I went out for my runs this past week, I, I really tried to pay attention to my foot strikes. How was my foot striking the ground every time I took a step? And um, yes, it, it still is the same as it was years ago. When I take a step, I tend to land on the front front part of my foot so kind of right behind my big toe and second 
toe and that's the ball of my foot. So that's where I land and then I roll off of my heel and I tend to roll off of my heel on the outside edge of my heel. So for like my right foot, it's the outside right edge of my heel. And for my left foot, it's uh, sort of the left toes where I strike right underneath that on the ball of my foot and then I roll off on the left part of my heel. So how do you assess what kind of foot strike you have? Well, the simplest way is to just take a pair of your running shoes if you already have some, or if you don't, you can take a pair of your everyday walking or dress shoes. And on my Instagram page, I actually have photographs of my dress shoe and my running shoe where I show the wear patterns on the bottom of the, of the shoes themselves. So you can assess what kind of foot strike you have by looking at the wear patterns of your shoes. And you'll clearly see that uh, they are marked. So for the pictures I posted on the dress shoe, you definitely see that the wear is more significant right underneath my big toe. And then when you look at the heel, it's very prominent. Um, I mean, you can see quite quite a lot of wheel uh, I'm sorry, heel wear on the back of my shoe. Um, so that is that shows that I am a four foot striker. Um, just with the evidence there. The other way you can assess your foot strike is by going to a specialty running shop. There are a lot of specialty running shops uh, across the country. There are several where I live in Orange County, California. And what's really nice about these running shops is when you go there, they actually have uh, you know one or maybe a, a couple or even more treadmills present. So once you arrive, you can actually hop on one of those treadmills and one of the um, store personnel assesses your foot strike. They take a look at how you're striking the ground when you're running and then they can go from there and make a really good shoe selection for you, help you do that. Um, you know, what also comes along with the analysis is they also are going to ask some questions about the type of training you're doing, what kind of uh, event you might be training for. That might be a marathon or a half marathon or a 5K. And they're also going to ask questions around, you know, how many miles you're logging per week. Um, they'll ask questions about what type of surfaces you're running on, because that's important in shoe selection. If you're running on a lot of trails, for example, you're going to want a sole that is conducive to trail running. Um, if you're running on trails and pavement, you're going to want sort of a hybrid sole that will work well on both of those surface types. So the so you'll get um, into a nice discussion with those folks, and then they can help you choose the kind of shoe that's appropriate for what you're doing. So I wanted to define a term, and the term is gait. It's spelled G-A-I-T. And what that term refers to is your natural running style. You know, gait, when you're talking about that, it focuses on whether your feet are neutral or whether they pronate. And pronation is the degree to which your feet roll inward or outward. And if they're doing either inward or outward rolling, that's called supination. So these are some terms that, uh, you know, it's good to hear them and understand what they are because you can find yourself um, hearing these terms from some of these uh, folks at the specialty running store and you'll understand what they mean. 
and they go hand in hand with shoe selection because every shoe manufacturer has designed several models to address um, whether or not a runner is rolling a little bit towards the right outside of their foot or the inside of their foot or whether that particular runner needs more heel stability because they're a rear foot striker. So if you're touching the ground more with your foot uh, from the heel first, then oftentimes you're going to want to select a shoe that is going to help support, support your foot as it hits the ground. So for myself, as an example, I'm what's considered a mild overpronator. So what that means, and, and I talked about this a little bit earlier in the photograph, show it. When I actually touch the ground, I, I land first at the forefront of my foot. Then I roll a little bit more to the outside of my heel on the right-hand side for my right foot and on the left side of my heel on the left foot. So I need a shoe that provides me forefront support and also a shoe that gives me heel support. Um, and then I also need a shoe that has a wider toe box because I have wider feet myself. And, uh, you know, through trial and error in my early years, uh, I would take a look at a pair of shoes. I'd like the way it was styled. I'd like the colors and I'd buy that shoe. But then very quickly, I'd find that it was pinching me up at the front towards uh, my pinky toe or, you know, and that basically lent itself to me not using that shoe very, very for very long and then having to go get another pair of shoes. Um, so currently what I'm running in is a pair of Asics Gel Nimbus 20 shoes. That's a really good shoe for me. Uh, it addresses the way that my foot strikes the ground and the mileage that I'm doing currently and also the weight. So the weight of the shoe that you select is also important. Um, so so for me, that's what works well. I also like the Asics GT2000. It's a model I've run in for a lot of years as well. Um, and it gets the job done for me. So another tip that I have when you're selecting a pair of running shoes is if you've already been running in some shoes and then you're out to buy some new shoes, you know, don't throw out the old pair. I have found that that's been really a great tip for me. I always hold on to my old pair, and essentially for me, when I buy a new pair of shoes, it takes me about a month to break them in. So I always keep my old running shoes available and handy, and then if I'm in those new pair of shoes for a run and I feel that, you know, they're they're just slightly pinching maybe in the heel or maybe just slightly pinching in the toe box area, then the next day when I go for a run, I go back to my old shoes and that gives my, my feet a little break and then it allows me to slowly break in the new pair of shoes without too much discomfort. So that's a great tip to follow. I also have come across a product that's been very helpful when I'm breaking in a new pair of shoes and that product is called Body Glide. So Body Glide looks like a deodorant stick. It's white in color and it's odorless. And what I do is I apply it to any area of my foot where it might make a little more contact with certain parts of the shoe and might cause some friction, which could lend potentially to a blister. So I apply Body Glide to those areas and it works really great. It really cuts down on the friction and I find that I don't get blisters. So shout out to the folks at Body Glide. It's a really great product.
So how do you know if you need to replace your existing pair of running shoes? So I'm going to talk about this from my perspective. I know that I need to get into a new pair of running shoes when, when I take a look at the running routes that I've been running and I know that I haven't upped my mileage, but at the end of my runs, my legs feel more fatigued or more sore, or I might even feel a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of pain in, you know, my knee or something like that, which I normally don't feel. That's when I know that I need to change my running shoes. And the basic reason that's occurring is because the cushioning elements, all the materials in the running shoe are starting to break down. So once you've gotten to that point, you're just not getting the cushioning that you once did when they were new. And that starts to take a little more toll on your muscles and you start to feel it. So for every particular runner, that's going to be a different time point. For me, I don't run high mileage, so I can be in a pair of running shoes easily for a good eight or nine months. But for people who are running high mileage each week, they are likely to go through a pair of running shoes um, as early as every three months or so. So if you find that you know, you're a little more sore than normal and you've been in those shoes for some time, then it's probably a good time to start thinking about looking at replacement running shoes. That's crazy. That's crazy good. I recently traveled to the city of Las Vegas, Nevada on a work trip. While there, I stopped off at the Bagel Cafe. And the Bagel Cafe is a place I absolutely love stopping by and having their food. They are known for their overstuffed corned beef on rye sandwiches, their baked bagels that they do fresh every day, and they do a variety of baked goods. So they do cakes and cookies. They also fly in every week smoked fish from Brooklyn, New York. So the Bagel Cafe has been around since 1994 when their owners, Savas and Sherry Andrews, moved to Las Vegas from Long Island, New York. So I have to tell you that their corned beef on rye is so crazy good. They bake their rye bread fresh every day. The corned beef is sliced ultra thin. And I kid you not, it is piled high. So you need to have an appetite when you come in to have this sandwich because it is quite large. You can see pictures of the sandwich that I had and the macaroni salad, which was the side that I had, uh, on my Instagram page at runwitpaul. That's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L. They also do a wonderful matzo ball soup. So if you're a fan of matzo ball soup, definitely when you're in Las Vegas, stop in. They have two locations. One is in the city of Summerlin, and the other location is actually inside the South Point Hotel Casino. So you can find their second location there. And then I will add a link to their website on in my show notes. I also wanted to talk about an awesome donut store, donut place that I found in Arizona. So... This place is called Bosa Donuts. It's B-O-S-A, Bosa Donuts. They have a total of 20 locations throughout 
the Phoenix area, and several of their locations are open 24 hours a day. Uh, I have to tell you, and I've had quite a few donuts um, in my time, their donuts are crazy good. So I had their maple bar. Um, they sell a sack of donut holes for a dollar. So you get a dozen donut holes for a dollar. Um, they're known for their glazed donut, which is out of this world. Uh, but the freshness of their donuts is just second to none. Everything's baked fresh. They have a wide selection. I have pictures on my Instagram page so you could see um, their case um, and the variety of donuts that they have. So if you're in Arizona in the Phoenix area, their original location is in Gilbert, Arizona. Definitely stop by Bosa Donuts. Um, You're going to love it. It's really fantastic. So try them. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running podcast. We talked about shoe selection, and hopefully you you took away some tips that will help you in doing that. And I wanted to just thank all of you who've supported this show up to this point. And for those who are new to the show, I hope you like what you heard, and you'll return to listen to future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at runwithpaul, that's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Have a really wonderful week and enjoy your next run.